Welcome to Life Study of the Bible with Witness Lee, a program provided by Living Stream Ministry. Witness Lee emphasized the experience of Christ as life and the practical oneness of the believers. He was unbending in his conviction that God's goal is not narrow sectarianism, but the body of Christ. Through his messages in these life studies, he stressed the importance for us to grow in life and to function as Christians so that the body can build itself up. We're happy to bring you recorded portions from his ministry today, along with some of our own thoughts. And we welcome your comments and questions. You can reach us toll-free at 888-LIFE-STUDY. That's 888-543-3788. Now let's join today's program. When the Apostle Paul was addressing the Corinthians, he first had to deal with the problem of their fleshly sin and temptations. When he wrote to the churches in Galatia, he was faced with the problem of their adding practices of Judaism to their Christian faith. But the church in Colossae offered perhaps the greatest obstacle to his labor to bring them into a deeper experience of Christ, and that was their culture and philosophy. Ron Kangas has joined us today as we have a message with an interesting topic and an interesting title, The All-Inclusive Christ Versus Culture. Welcome back, Ron. This is an interesting topic and title. Uh, We are not dealing with something hypothetical or something theoretical here. We are dealing with a huge, monumental frustration to the proper Christian life and therefore to the normal church life. So we, we look to the Lord that he would grace us and bless us as we pursue this matter that we could be enlightened at least a little bit and that the veil would be lifted at least somewhat so that it would begin to dawn on us how urgent a matter this is. You know, for all of the things that plague us in our daily life, like sin and the world and the flesh and all of its temptations, we don't consider that much that culture and philosophy is a big problem to us. But the Colossians, at least according to the record in Scripture, didn't seem to be plagued with some of these more easily identifiable problems like sin and the flesh, nearly to the extent that other places like the church, obviously, in Corinth was. So why was culture such a big problem, Ron? We would think they were doing quite well, free of these kinds of dark and evil things. That's how we think. If we think this way, it shows we desperately need to be enlightened concerning God's intention that Christ would be everything to us and that this all-inclusive Christ who is everything to us would be our very life lived out so that there would be the new man as the corporate expression of Christ. We don't consider the matter of Christ versus culture or culture replacing Christ because we don't consider how much Christ is and how much God desires that we experience Christ, live Christ, and express Christ. Put another way, if we really care for Christ, we will care about anything that replaces him or that frustrates us from experiencing him, enjoying him, and living him. 
then we will care about how culture replaces Christ and defrauds us of the enjoyment of Christ. We need a whole other way of thinking about our Christian life, not according to right and wrong, but as Paul says, according to Christ. We have to evaluate everything according to Christ. Where is Christ in this matter? Is Christ expressed here? Is Christ experienced and applied here? We need our mind to be renewed so that we consider all things according to Christ. Well, I'd be remiss now not to. Let me go ahead and read these verses, Ron, just uh, verses 8 and 9, two short verses from chapter 2. Beware that no one carries you off as spoil through his philosophy and empty deceit, according to the tradition of men, according to the elements of the world, and not according to Christ. For in him dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. Ron, I think there's some real light potential in uh, this message today. We pray that the Lord would be merciful to us and enlighten all of us. Let's join Witness Lee. At Colossae, with the Colossians, was not sin, was not fornication, like that in Corinth. The problem is their culture, the philosophy, the tradition, their elementary principles of all the teachings from the world. All these have been routed into their blood. All these philosophical thoughts all these rudimentary principles have been constituted into their fibers. So all these became the strong and genuine substitute of Christ. They believe in Christ, yet Christ couldn't have any ground within their daily life. This was the reason that this book was written. And I feel now is the time for all of us to see some vision. Some vision concerning Christ. My, oh, Christ is all-inclusive. Christ has to be my everything. Christ is the very expression of God to be the mystery of God's economy. And this Christ is now in me. This Christ, not a simple Christ, not a limited small Christ, a Christ who is the very fullness, expression, image of the invisible God to be the very focal center of God's economy. Now he is in me, waiting for a chance that he could lift himself out of me. So I have to lift him. Hour after hour, minute after minute, a second after second, in my daily life, I should lift him. I shouldn't lift a bit. Chinese culture. The vision comes. The vision of this all-inclusive Christ has come. And this what? This replaces the culture. Formerly, the culture replaced the Christ. 
But today, the vision has come to replace that culture. I hope that we all could see this. Ron, a strong spirit and some strong words there. I made note of a couple of things. Talking about the Colossians, he said they had been permeated, they'd been saturated to the fiber of their being with culture, even though these were one had believed into him, had received him, and yet Christ had no room in their being to operate. And this was all because culture had replaced him. What is the vision that he referred to here that we must have that needs to replace culture in our being? In order to understand what we mean by the vision here, we have to talk about culture. Perhaps the way to address the vision is to draw upon a type in the Old Testament that we repeatedly use, and that's the type of the good land, the land of Canaan, and all of its riches as a type of Christ. It is one thing to be in Exodus and appreciate that Christ is the Passover lamb. And in Exodus and also in Numbers to appreciate that Christ is typified by the manna. But how can we compare a lamb and manna, whatever it was, to a land that typifies the universal all-inclusiveness and extensiveness of Christ. God wants this Christ, according to Paul's word in Colossians 3, 4, to be our life. And this Christ, according to Colossians 1, 27, is the very one who lives in us. The Christ who is our life, the Christ who lives in us, is a vast, unlimited, all-inclusive Christ. We need to see the vision of such a Christ so that we will want all of the ground in our being to be occupied by him. If we see this vision and if we want to be occupied by such a Christ— then we are prepared to be enlightened by the fact that what actually occupies us is our culture. That is the basic system built up in us for maintaining our existence and carrying out our human living. We're not using the word culture here in an elitist sense. We're not talking about opera, going to art museums. We're talking about human culture as such. Every human, to be a human, has culture. But God wants Christ to be our life. God wants us to live Christ. God wants Christ to be everything to us. But what actually is just about everything to us in our daily living, that is our human culture. Hence, the clash, the conflict. Will it be Christ as everything to us in our living, or will it be culture as everything to us in our living? If God's economy to have a corporate expression is to be fulfilled, and surely it will be fulfilled, there must be a group of people who have the vision from the Scriptures of the all-inclusiveness of Christ, who have the willingness 
in God's salvation to be occupied by such a Christ so that they can learn to live him, to express him, and not live like unbelievers live, according to human culture. Well, how to be, I was going to say how to be rid of it, but I think there's still an impossibility there, so I will say how to be freed from it and its effect. That's uh, where we're going in these next portions. Let's go back to Witness Lee. I just give you a little word for your experience. You don't need to make up your mind to live what kind of a Christian life. Let me tell you, the very Christ today is just the life-giving spirit. And the life-giving spirit today is the processed, all-inclusive, triune God. You have to realize that life-giving spirit today is Christ, the very processed, life-giving, all-inclusive God. He's right now within you and in your spirit. You don't need to make up your mind from today, you will be the number one husband. You'll be so nice. You'll be so gentle, so loving. Don't make up such a mind. When you have the intention to argue with your wife, if this Lord, I'm going to argue with my wife. Would you do it? <laughs> Would you take Lee to do it? I mean, I'm not joking. This is to live Christ. When you intend to say some word to your children, if this Lord, I leave you. I'm going to say something to my children. Lord, are you going to take the lead? Are you going to do it? To do it with me? To do it for me? This is to live Christ. Don't make up your mind to do something, to be something, to act anyway. No, that doesn't work all the time. Just live Christ. Ron, you were commenting as we were listening there. He's in another realm. Uh, I think anyone listening to this has to come to the same judgment. We live our life so much trying to uh, determine to be this or that or what we should be. Help us with this expression that he uses, living Christ. One thing we have to say at the outset, this is not self-improvement. By living Christ... We mean that in our practical daily living, we do everything in oneness with the Lord so that he who is our very life in our spirit is expressed from within us through our soul. Living is spontaneous. Living is continual. Living is not a matter of deliberate behavior. As we're fellowshipping here, we're both breathing. Are we doing that by an act of will? That life is spontaneous and life is all the time. And so ineffectual decisions such as, I will love my wife more from now on. That's not life. That's not Christ. Christ loves the church. Christ died for the church. Christ knows how to love others in us, if we would simply be one with him, one spirit with him, and give him a free way to flow in us and be expressed from within us, 
in one practical situation after another, he will live. But we will also live. But we will live him. Living is all the time. It's not, let's try to be a good Christian here or let's try to be humble there. It is all the time being one with the Lord. It is all the time denying the self. It is all the time letting Christ as the Spirit flow through our being and flow out from us through our humanity. God's people, under God's mercy, need to become interested in this and care about this. Hmm. Let's go back to Witness Lee, Ron. At the end of this book, in chapter 4, Paul says, Persevere in prayer. Paul doesn't mean all the day, 24 hours, you just kneel there praying. Persevere. Forgetting eating, forgetting washing up, forgetting everything, just prayer. Persevere in prayer. No one can make it. Who can make it? <laughs> Who can make it? But what Paul means is this, just like what I illustrated. You are going to talk to your wife, say, Lord, are you going to take the lead to talk to my wife? I leave you, Lord. I am one with you, and you are one with me. Lord, I'm going to say something to my children. Lord, would you take the lead? This is prayer. Amen. This is to pray without ceasing. This is praying unceasingly. This is to persevere. In prayer, your life, living Christ, is a prayer life. Just a prayer life. Now you are going shopping. Lord, are you going with me? Right when you pray, Lord, are you going with me? Would you go shopping with me? When you go, you are picking up something. Lord, are you happy to pick up this thing? I don't live in the American culture. I live you. You see the point? Everything, everything. You need to say, Lord, what do you do? I live you. This is to persevere in prayer. You do live Christ by praying to him all day long. Have you got it? Even you are driving, you have to drive with Christ. Praying to him, Lord, are you now driving with me? Lord, are you taking the lead? You see the point? This is to leave Christ. Eventually what? My goodness, with hundreds and thousands of Christians, everybody lives Christ in this way. Then in the church time, there's no sin. There's no wormness. There's no self. There's no flesh. There's no this, no that. And there's absolutely no culture. Then you cannot find out whether these are American brothers or Chinese brothers or Japanese brothers. Now they're all the same. Not the same in their culture, in their background. The same in Christ. Amen. They all live Christ. Amen. This is the proper church life. This is the body that expresses Christ. Ron, our time is very short, but the examples he gave here were so practical, I think they touched uh, probably home with anybody listening to this. I'd like you to focus on this point about continual prayer, unceasing prayer is the only way to be 
delivered from that uh, kind of culture living. Not continually on your knees, but continually one spirit with the Lord, inquiring of him, contacting him throughout the day. The example of driving, isn't that compelling? Wow. Isn't that convicting? Mm -hmm. What a difference if we, in the hours we spend driving, we would say, Lord, I'd like to be one with you. I'd like to let you be the one driving this car in me. But what impresses me about this last segment that we heard together, along with our listeners on the radio, what impresses me is the result, not just the point-by-point experience. The result of a group of people living Christ in this way is that when we come together in the church life, there is no sin, there's no flesh, there's no worldliness, there's no culture, there's no American, no Chinese, no Japanese, no natural man. There is the corporate expression of Christ. Isn't that thrilling that there could be to use a human term, such a community in which all the participants are saturated with Christ, they enjoy Christ, they live Christ, they're learning to be one with Christ in their living in a detailed way, then they come together what is expressed, not the human differences, although they're obvious, the difference of color, for instance, or age or gender. But what is expressed is not these differences, but Christ, who is the constituent of every one of them. This is what God wants. This is what the Bible talks about. So we have a revelation, now a vision in Colossians of the all-inclusive Christ. That's number one. Number two, We need to let this Christ actually be our life and our living. And then number three, if we have the vision and the living, we will have the corporate expression of the all-inclusive Christ who is our life and of the all-inclusive Christ whom we live. This and only this will satisfy God's heart. And I would say, based upon the principles of the Word of God, when, not if, Chris, when God sees this on the earth, He will say again, This is my beloved Son, in whom I find my delight. Here He is, corporately expressed, by a group of people who see him and who live him, not culture. This is our burden. Ron, we had terms like this is in another realm, this is another universe. I think there is something in every believer that longs to be in this other realm, this other universe. I really pray that the Lord can use these words today to help us all and bring us all into such a reality. We trust in the Lord's blessing. We trust in the Lord's grace. 
And we look to him that for his own heart's desire, he will bless this ministry on this vital but neglected point. We implore the listeners to tune in again and again with an open heart and a praying spirit. Amen. Thank you very much, Ron, for your help. And uh, as always, you're invited back whenever you're able to join us. Thank you very much. Uh, Let me leave you with our toll-free number and an earnest invitation for you to contact us regarding what you heard today or anything you've come across in this ministry. We would love to hear from you. It's 1-888-LIFE-STUDY. That's 888-543-3788. For Ron Kangas today, I'm Chris Wilde. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you for listening to Life Study of the Bible with Witness Lee, produced by Living Stream Ministry. Living Stream Ministry is dedicated to the works of Watchman Nee and Witness Lee, two co-laborers with the Lord in China during the first half of the 20th century. After World War II, Watchman Nee sent Witness Lee to carry out this ministry in Taiwan. Later, the Lord led him to the United States and eventually to the rest of the world before he went to be with the Lord in 1997. Living Stream Ministry now has hundreds of titles by Watchman Nee and Witness Lee available in English, plus many in more than 50 other languages. To find out more about Living Stream and all that we offer, visit our website, lsm.org. You can also reach us toll-free at 1-888-543-3788 or email us, radio at lsm.org. Thanks for listening.